Thank you, choir. I love to hear the songs about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And thank God for his shed blood. Thank you for the invitation to be here uh, for the next few nights with you. I'm the type of preacher when I get in the pulpit, I don't go off on a lot of stuff. I just begin preaching the word and then I sit down. And uh, that's my intent tonight. So uh, I get all of that out of the way and say thank you for inviting me. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter number 59. And I want to read verses 18 and verse 19. I understand that uh, tonight is youth night, and I wanted to bring a message uh, to remind them that there is a personal devil. And what can happen to overcome the wiles of this world and the temptations of this world, you don't have to give in to Satan. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is roaming this earth, seeking whom he may devour. And he is no respecter of persons. The Bible tells us when Satan was cast out of heaven, he took a third part of the angelic host with him. I heard one preacher say that when he was cast out of heaven, he landed in the Baptist choir. <laughs> if you want to get a stuff started, you just get to messing with music. And brother, you can get into some trouble with that. I want to get that out the way. That's no reflection on music because I love music. I sung in the choir. My brothers and cousins and I sing together and I sing in the praise band. But uh, brother, it's stuff can get started. Amen. Isaiah chapter 59, beginning with verse 18. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fear it to, ad to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and glory from the rising of the sun. Now this is the part I want you to just underline mentally in your Bible. If you are not ashamed of marking your Bible or highlighting your Bible, just do that. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. How can we as Christians defeat Satan? That's the title of the message tonight. How can we defeat Satan? Dr. R.G. Lee, the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, said, I believe in a personal devil for two reasons. Number one, the Bible says there is a personal devil. And number two, I did personal business with him. Uh, I think all of us has been uh, uh, guilty of doing business with the devil. And my friends, you can't win that battle over the devil without the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. And that's what Isaiah was saying here. When the devil comes in or when Satan comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in 
the world. Sometimes we get very confused on who the enemy is in our life. The enemy is the devil. I'm reminded of a story, and some may have heard me share this, but I want to share it for the benefit of those that haven't heard, and it's applicable to the message about uh, uh, these three little boys was discussing whose daddy was the richest. And the first little boy said, my daddy's the richest. He owns all the gold uh, in the mines of this world. The second little boy said, my daddy's the richest. He owns all the the." Uh, uh, silver in all the mines in the world. And the third little boy was a preacher's boy and said, my dad is the richest. He owns hell. And the other two little boys were stunned at what he said. What do you mean by, this, by that? He said he came home from the deacon meeting and said they gave it to him. <laughs> we have to know who our enemy is. Amen. We have to know who he is. And my friend, the Bible says he is roaming this earth. And he's doing a good work in a lot of people's lives. But I want to show you in the Word of God how a Christian can defeat Satan. Number one, we can defeat Satan by using the Word of God. By using the Word of God. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, the Bible says every time that uh, Satan tried to hurl a temptation at the Lord Jesus Christ, all he did was quote the Scripture. He knew the book because he was the book. And he would quote the Word of God by using God's Word. That's why it's so important, my friends, as Christians, to know God's Word. To, uh, uh, to know what it says and, and what it means to us and how that we can use it in our daily lives when we come against the wiles of Satan. Satan hates the Word of God. He can't stand the Word of God. Several weeks ago, I preached... Uh, uh, at the Sunnyside Baptist Association. It's a black association in our county. And they had asked me to preach a sermon on leadership. And that night during the service, they had an enactment. And what they did, a Christ, uh, uh, they had a man dressed up like Satan. And he came through the back door, and there was a stool sitting there beside the communion table. And he had a seat there. And the uh, past, the host pastor who was moderator of the association uh, began to interview Satan. But the first thing he said when he sat down on the stool, he said, it's awfully cool in here. Where I come from, it's hot. And uh, then he began to, uh, the, the host pastor began to ask him the question. And the first question he asked him said, does it take much for you to get something started in church? He said, absolutely not. He said, all I need is two or three people disagreeing. And then they began to spread it. And the next thing you know, it's out of control. And then the next question he asked him, I've been there, I've done that, got the T-shirts to prove it. He said, uh, he said uh, have you ever been in a deacon's meeting? He said, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I've been in a deacon's meeting. And, and, and he began to talk to him and, and interview him. And then he, he mentioned the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Satan said, I don't, want, I don't want to hear that. So he walks back down the aisle, out the back door. Satan cannot stand the Word of God, neither can he stand uh, 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 the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the best way to defeat Satan is to use the Word of God. 
when Philip was talking to the Ethiopian eunuch, when he joined himself with him in the chariot, and he said, Understandeth what thou readeth? And the eunuch said, How can I except some man show me? And he began to uh, expound upon the passage that he was reading from the prophet Isaiah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. The best way to defeat Satan is to use the Word of God. My friends, the Word of God does not need to be rewritten. The Word of God needs to be reread. Amen? The Word of God needs to be reread. You know, back here some time ago in the Southern Baptist Convention, there was a lot of controversy about this, that, and the other, about the Bible and, and, and defending the Bible. And, and I believe the Bible from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. I believe what it says. I believe it's infallible, it's inerrant, it's the inspired Word of God. But you know what D.L. Moody said about the Bible? He said, the Bible is just like a caged lion. said, if you open that cage, that lion will defend itself. If you open the Word of God, the Word of God will defend itself. The best way to defeat Satan is to use the Word of God. Can I get a witness right there? Amen. Amen. He says, when Satan comes in like a flood... God will lift up a standard. In other words, God will stop him. And, and so many times in our lives as Christians, uh, we wrestle with these things in our lives and, uh, that, that come in our minds and, 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 and Satan begins to deal with our mind. I preached a sermon this morning at church, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. We need to get our minds fixed on the things of God by using the word of God. Secondly, we can defeat Satan by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. In the book of the Revelation, chapter number 12, verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Satan cannot stand the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He can't stand it. But you know what? When the blood is applied to our lives, the first time is when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And some people leave it there. But my friends, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ should always be applied to our lives. It's not just a once uh, in a lifetime thing. It is a perpetual thing. And when we come against things we don't understand and we come against things we, that we are not able to deal with, we must apply the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lamb. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You want to defeat Satan? Use the word of God. You want to defeat Satan? Apply the blood of the Lamb to your life. Satan cannot go through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He hates the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our young people are faced with many, many more temptations 
than we were ever faced with growing up. They have so many things that they have to contend with in the schools, wherever they go. And it, appear, and, and it, it seems to me that the, uh, the older I get, the more I look back, and the younger children are that are facing things much more so than when I was growing up. The worst thing I dealt with was disobeying my parents. And I'm going to tell you, my mother and father believed in the rod of correction. Now, I, I know a lot of people have gotten away from that. They've become political correct. And, and, and my friends, uh, uh, they don't believe in uh, using, uh, I don't believe in beating a child, but I believe if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. I'm a firm believer in that. And, and so many times we see in the lives of, of children and in the lives of, of people growing up, no discipline at all. And there Satan, he comes in. The Bible says he will come in like a flood. Uh, a flood can be the most devastating natural uh, uh, catastrophes in the world. Just, not, uh, just a few weeks ago, Watching the news, the floods in New Orleans, we've had a mission group to go and, and uh, help work in New Orleans for the last several years. Matter of fact, uh, they just finished last year. They went and uh, just about rebuilt a house for a lady whom had uh, been displaced during the hurricane. And some shyster came by and said he would fix up her house and left town. And there she was, didn't have a place to stay. And our missions group found out about it. And they went and they repaired uh, that woman's house. My friend, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says God will lift up a standard against him. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed by the things of this life? and things are coming from this way, and things are coming from that way, and you feel like you can't make it from day to day, I'm here to tell you, my friends, if you will listen to the Word of God and apply the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on that situation, God will give you victory through that situation. In the book of Isaiah, <clears throat> it tells us that uh, when... We go through the deep waters, not if we go through the deep waters, but when we go through the deep waters, we will not be overtaken. When we go through the fiery furnaces, we will not be consumed. Notice what that scripture says. It didn't say if we go through it. It says when. My friends, life is like this. Either you just come out of a storm, you're in the midst of a storm, or you're getting ready to go in a storm. But I thank God that we serve a Savior that can speak to that storm, just like he did that natural storm as recorded in the book of Mark, chapter 4, beginning with verse 35. When Jesus stepped on the boat with his disciples, he said, Let us pass over to the other side. And he went to the hinder part of the boat, and he went to sleep. And when he went to sleep, the storms began to arise. And the disciples went down and said, Master, careth thou not that we perish? Jesus steps up on the bow of the boat and says, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. If Jesus can speak to that natural storm and says, Peace, be still, he can speak to any storm in your life and says, Peace, be still.
peace be still. If you notice in that passage of Scripture, when Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side, nowhere did he say that there would not be a storm. But he had given them a promise they were going to the other side. When we move in this life on a journey, in whatever speed is the choir sang a moment at the first song, whatever speed we take as we run this life, we're going to come to storms. But we need to understand what the Scripture says. He will speak peace in the midst of our storm. You want to defeat Satan? Use the Word of God. Claim the blood of Jesus. And then thirdly, put on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Demonic activity. Satan is not omnipresent like God is. He can't be everywhere at all times, but brother, he's got his demons. He's got his demons and they're everywhere. They are everywhere. He said, Preacher, I don't believe that uh, in, in that demonic possession. Brother, if you don't believe that, you don't believe the Word of God. And if you don't believe it, try pastoring for about five years. You'll find out. In the book of Psalms, chapter 55, David said, If it had been my enemy that come against me, I could have taken it. But it wasn't my enemy. It was one of my own equal. One translation says, <clears throat> excuse me, it was one of my own ranking. In other words, it was one that had said, that had said they were my friend. We must put on the whole armor of God. If you read that discourse of Scripture in the book of Ephesians, you'll find the certain pieces of armor that are there for a certain purpose. Paul strategically put those things in order that, that we may put those things on. And it's not something that you put on just when you come to church. You better put it on when you're out here in the world. In the book of Romans chapter 13 verse 14, Kind of shifting gears here. Paul says, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh. Now think about what that passage of scripture is saying. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh. I wonder how much time do we spend on Sunday morning Physically getting prepared to come to church. Getting our clothes ready. Showering, shaving. But how much time do we spend spiritually getting ready and positioning ourselves to receive from God? Let me ask you the question. I don't want you to answer this question aloud. How much time did you spend getting ready for church in the physical? 
and then ask yourself, how much time did I prepare myself spiritually to hear from God? We have to position ourselves to hear from Almighty God. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear my prayer. If I regard iniquity in my heart, I've seen so many times in the life of folk who come to church, they got grudges against one another. Did you know when you cannot forgive a person, you in bondage to them? Did I make a wrong turn somewhere here? When you cannot forgive a person, you in bondage to them. Forgiveness gives us liberty. Unforgiveness keeps us in bondage. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And having done all, Paul said, still stand. In other words, Paul was saying, when you don't feel like standing, still stand. When you think you can't stand, still stand. Because God will empower you and give you supernatural strength. Did you know if you have supernatural enemies, you need supernatural power? If you have supernatural enemies, you'll, you need the supernatural power of God to overcome those enemies. In our church, I speak very plainly to our young people. Most of them congregate on one side. And I'll come down out of the pulpit and I'll talk to them and I'll admonish them and I'll encourage them to walk close to the Lord because I know that they are faced with so many things, so many things. But I've got good news. You can overcome Satan, but you have to submit yourself to God. The fourth thing I would like to mention, how can we defeat Satan is by submitting to God. In James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Flip Wilson had a statement that he used to make on his program, The devil made me do it. The devil cannot make you do anything. Did you know that? The devil can't make you do anything. You have a will. You have a free will. And when you give in to the wiles of this world, and when you give in to Satan, it's your own doings. And some of the things that people blame on the devil, he's not even guilty of. He said, preacher, I don't understand that. We have a free will. And when we yield to temptation, there's an old hymnal that we used to sing in my home church at Calvary. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to yield to the temptation. 
Jesus was tempted, but Jesus did not yield to the temptation. Years ago, I heard a minister telling about a particular person that had a problem with drinking. And he addressed it and he said, man, why do you drink? He said, my wife makes me drink. He said, man, no man's wife can make him drink. He said, you just don't understand. My wife makes me drink. He said, well, I'd like to meet your wife. He said, okay, you can meet my wife. And he met his wife and he said, pour me one. I don't know what she had, but she must have been an evil person. (laughs) Submitting oneself to God. Submitting oneself to God. That's a hard thing. Because we as human beings always like to be in control. We like to think that we have, have everything under control. And when it speaks of submitting to God, we're submitting to his authority. And sometimes we don't want to do that. But if you want to defeat Satan, you submit to God. Next is in the next portion of that scripture, resist the devil. Kind of reminds me. I heard a story about this man, preach. Uh, this guy saw this young lady, and she was beautiful. And he, he just could not get over her beauty. And he began to lust after her. And the preacher told him, said, why don't you tell Tell, said, get thee behind me, Satan. He said, I did, but she looked just as good from behind as she did from the front. (laughs) Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We must submit ourselves to God first before we resist the devil. And you cannot and I cannot resist the devil without being submissive to God. We also defeat Satan by the word of our testimony. And folks, you do not have a testimony without a test. Now that won't cost you a big extra, big bit extra right there. You cannot have a testimony without a test. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lies unto death. What about your testimony? How's your testimony among those whom you work with? How's your testimony among your family? How's your testimony in the places that you go for pleasure? In the restaurant? You know, the restaurant's big business now. I feel sorry. I'll be honest with you folks. I feel sorry for those that make appliances. 
And I'm going somewhere with this. Do women ever cook anymore? My wife told me one night, said, honey, I want us to go somewhere that we haven't been in a long time to eat. I took her by the hand and carried her in the kitchen. One guy said he hid his wife's Christmas present in the oven, and she never found it. How did I get on that? We overcome by the word of our testimony. Brother Herbert, I would have never thought, and I'm going to go back a while. I would have never thought back in the late 1960s when our youth choir used to come here to sing that I would be preaching here one day. Never thought it. Never thought it. I, I, I wanted to get this out of the way, so I'm going to ask it now. Is it anybody in this church that went to Allensville School from 64 to 66? Raise your hand. Because I went to Allensville School. Back here, I want to see you tonight before you leave. I went from Allensville School, the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. T.O. Gentry was the principal at the time. I would have never thought that God would use an old country boy like me. I was telling, where's, where's that hugging lady at? <laughs> I was telling her tonight I preach more this year than I have in my 32 years of preaching. I've had the opportunity to preach in 15 different black churches in the last two years. In six different black churches just this year in revivals. All over the place. I would have never thought, I would have never thought in my wildest dreams when God called me to preach that he would give me that opportunity. When I got the call to come and preach here at Theresa, I began to think about the times that in a youth choir at Calvary Baptist Church, we came here to sing. I was asking Brother Herbert about, I remember the Carver family that used to sing at Calvary when they had the singing group live right down the road here. See, folks, this is my old stomping ground. And I'm not going to tell too much tonight. We defeat Satan by giving no place to the devil. And Ephesians 4, 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Folks, I'm going to put it just as plain, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out. If you let Satan ride in the car with you, the next thing you know, that rascal will be driving the car. Amen? All he needs is just a little foothold, and he'll come in. Young people, remember and I tell all of uh, the young people at our church, especially when they graduate from high school and they go to college, and I'll tell them right in, in front of the church. See, I come, I come up, brother, uh, in a time when you call a spade a spade. And if you were misbehaving in church, they call you down. And I told them, I said, remember who you are 
and remember whose you are. If you forget that, you forget your way. The Bible says, when Satan comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard against him. Would you stand and bow your heads? I'm going to ask Brother Herbert to come to the front. Maybe you're here tonight and you're just having a battle uh, with the adversary. And you just need uh, Brother Herbert to pray with you or you want to kneel and just, you know, do business with the king. Just you and the king. The doors of the church are open. Just come and, and, and do what the Lord, what the Spirit of the Lord bade you to do. Just obey the Spirit. God bless you.